Is episodes once a week not enough for you? Or are you looking for more technical information from the Mixing Music Podcast? Well, guess what? Now you can. You can subscribe to our exclusive content and triple the amount of episodes that you get access to. That's right. Instead of the free once a week episodes, you get three episodes a week for only $4 a month or $40 a year. Go to mixingmusicpodcast.com backslash exclusive to get access to those episodes now. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. One, two, three. Hello, you are listening to Mixing Music. I am your host, DK, and today I want to talk about how I process vocals and some of the mistakes that I see people making um, through all the rough mixes that I've received and all the mixes that I've received uh, for feedback. Um, Now, I I do want to start off by saying that there is no such thing as a right way to do do things, especially in mixing. There's no such thing as the wrong way to do things. Um, now there are some things that can actually, that are kind of more standardized, um, and something that is common, but even if you're using techniques that are not common, that are not standardized, as long as the client likes it, and as long as it sounds good to you, then sure, that, that is the right move to make. But today I want to talk about how I process vocals and kind of like my goal with where I'm trying to go with them. Now, I, the, some of the things that I want to talk about are some of the basic mistakes that I see some people making. And I don't want to say mistakes because, there, again, there are no wrong reason. There's no wrong way to do it. But some things that I feel like that take away from the emotional value of a mix. And one of the things is having too much low end. Now, this is more for pop music um, and less for like folky singer-songwriter stuff. Um, especially for like dialogue spoken word, you need lots of low end or not too much, but a decent amount of low end. Like you want that radio sound with your voice. But as far as pop music, hip-hop music goes, it's incredible um, that people are scared to take away the low end. Now, I know that there's a lot of episodes on YouTube and what like things, other podcast series that talk about how you shouldn't really high-pass um, that might say that. Or, and then there's other ones that say you should high-pass everything, which I think is wrong. I think there's a balance between when, to, when and not to high-pass. But I think that for vocals you know, high passing might be okay for the sound that you're going for. Um, I also take off a lot of low end, even on a condenser mic, I take it off. I don't make it thin obviously. Um, but I feel like, uh, most people are too scared to take out that much low end on a vocal. Now I do want to say why we take out that much low end is because when you're talking into someone's ear or you're talking directly into the microphone, like I am right now, there's a lot of low end because of the proximity effect of the microphone. Um, but when you're talking to someone across a room or when someone's singing off of a stage, there's no low end. 
there is no low end in their voice. They, it, that low end kind of gives that intimate aspect, which is why it might be cool for that folky singer-songwriter stuff. Um, but in pop music, uh, you're not trying to necessarily be intimate unless that's the vibe. That You're trying to like build energy and be able to hear the vocals clearly through the mix, make it cut through. Um, and so for me, I like to cut out that low end first. Now, one of the other things that I think is really important is using a de-esser. Um, if you don't know what a de-esser is, de-esser is basically a compressor that only compresses the high end um, after a certain uh, frequency that you set it to. So I like to set my compression um, and, uh, sorry, de-essing and always have that pretty early in my chain. Um, I then uh, do a little bit of compression. Now, the first time I run a compressor through it, I... I like to use the uh, CL1B um, UAD, uh, you know, and I also like to use Leslie. I know that I learned from Leslie that he likes to use the uh, R compressor from Waves. I, I actually do like that as well. I like the big thing that I want to share with this is, from my opinion, um, I like the sound or the lack of sound of a compressor the first time, going through the first time on a really low ratio. I mean, like two or lower. Um, I really like that sound. I really believe that if you can hear the compression, it may not be right, but unless that's the vibe. I'm not saying it's wrong. I'm saying that uh, if if you're starting off and you kind of don't know what to do, like you know, obviously experiment with it, but I really like that first compressor to be only knocking off like two, three, four, maybe four dBs on a really low ratio. Um, and then after that, I might do some very... A precise subtractive EQ like at a very high Q and cut a very specific notch out uh, between like you know 1.5 to 6k there's always there not always but there are some frequencies that usually get in the way I do want to say one thing I don't typically notch out a lot of mid-range or boost a lot of mid-range I I mess with the top end I add some top end and I mess with the low end I take out some low end but I don't typically mess with the mid-range and I think um it's explained best by saying that a lot of the character of the vocalist is found in the mid-range. And yes, they might be nasally, but you should, you know, study up and uh, other artists, uh, well, that artist and see if their other music is kind of like that. Um, and if it is, like, that's typically the tone of their voice. And, you know, it may not be the most sonically ideal, but you don't want to take away their vocal personality. So I typically don't mess with the mid-range unless it's like harsh and then I cut out a little bit um, on a very, very broad cue. Um, and then I add, uh, I like to add the uh, 670 um, Fairchild, um, just like almost 1 dB of gain reduction, if that, mostly to bring the mid-range out a little bit more. The, the saturation that comes with the Fairchild is pretty nice, uh, especially the UAD Fairchild. If you have UAD, it's the free one. I use the Legacy one. You can use the other one, but I feel like the Legacy one adds a little bit more saturation. It's a little bit dirtier. I kind of like that. Um, uh, and then the last thing, last couple things that I do uh, is I like to add um, some super high top end. Now, a lot of plugins have this, and a lot of plugins don't. You should find and do some research. There's a lot of free plugins that do this as well that you can get. But um, adding frequencies above 20K. Um, now, if you add, so in my opinion, in vocals, if you add a lot of like 8, 9, 10, 11, 12K um, by itself, uh, it kind of tends to make the S's harsh again. I don't know. There's some harshness that typically that I hear um, with um, and, I mean, like on your average vocals, but I, I think that that always differs on everybody's vocals. Um, but one thing that does work almost always, like 98% of the time, is adding like uh, 40 or 
25k and boosting. I have a couple plugins that do that. I have the Mog EQ. Um, I have UAD's uh, Precision EQ. Um, I have the Massenburg EQ. Uh, there's a couple plugins that definitely go above 20k. So experiment with that. Don't be afraid to push it. I mean, when I say push it, I'm not saying like one or two dBs. Like go, like crank it to like six, seven, eight, nine, ten, even 15 dBs of just like you know, given that gain up in the super high end, see, I mean, obviously there's too much, um, but having that nice sparkle, I feel like really brings it out. Um, and I really do like that shine and it kind of brings it out and makes it brighter without making it harsher, especially if you have, if it, if the curve is just right. Um, the Mog one sounds great. The Precision EQ sounds great. Um, the Massenburg sounds just so good. Um, but, uh, yeah, no, I, having that little sheen up at the top, I feel like adds a lot to the vocals. And I will like to add that this is a common thing that's not really considered. I don't want to say it's a mistake because it's not a mistake. Um, it's a creative choice that people have made. Um, but I always, some, I hear a lot of mixes where I go, I wish they added a little bit more like that ultra high end, like just a little bit more of it. And that would have cleaned it up and made it really bright and made it like really in your face and gritty. Um, some of the other things that I like to process that that was that what I just said was my basic workflow. But some of the other things that I do sometimes mess with is like saturation, like tape or tube saturation. Um, I I do like to mess with um, some you know modulation type stuff with vocals. Uh, I really like when vocals sound weird. <laughs> I don't know how else to explain it. Not weird, but different um, and kind of more. There's more personality to a vocal. I really like that vibe. Um, and so I do find, try to find ways that makes the client happy that I can add that vibe. Um, and I really do believe the philosophy with vocals with pop music specifically and hip hop music is the vocals are the main thing. Um, they stay on top. Uh, and, uh, when in doubt, you know, crank it up a little bit more. <laughs> don't, don't make the vocals too loud, but, uh, when in doubt, um, feel free to, you know, another, often thing that I hear is I wish people put the vocals louder, a little bit louder than they usually leave it at. I mean, you hear so much, so much advice like, Hey, you want the vocals to be in the mix. Everything should be part of the mix. And I feel like the vocals within a pop and hip hop standpoint should to a certain degree be on top of everything. Um, and that's just how I like to process it. I've gotten a lot of great feedback about my vocals and I feel like I, re I really do pride myself in the way vocals sound, my vocals sound. Um, lastly, one of the things that I've re recognized as a pattern among high-level um, mix engineers is that most of these high-level mix engineers take the time to do automation on the lead vocal. Now, I don't think this does take a lot of time and I don't think it kills a mix if you don't do it, but I've just seen a pattern where anybody that's like winning Grammys at like high level is taking time to automate the vocals like this word. So I've, what I've understood and the way that Leslie has explained it to me, um, is that the, you want the vocals, you want every word to be heard. You want every word to be understood. And even with all the compression, sometimes words or phrases don't come out as much just due to the dynamics of the way vocals are. So they'll go in and people will actually automate words, just a couple dB, not not even a couple dB, maybe half a dB, I don't know, and just automate entire phrases, the entire lead vocal line, so everything is on a 
on a consistent, clear, you know, everything is being heard. And I feel like this is actually really common. And I've noticed that a lot of people that who mix on a higher level do this. So it might be worth taking your time to look up how to do it and kind of doing it yourself, experimenting with it. I've done it. I've been doing it for a while. Um, it, I feel like it does make a difference. All the little words come out a little bit more. And so all the words can be heard very clearly. Um, I've had good feedback from clients that I've done that to with. Uh, and I don't know. I feel like it really brings out the vocals a little bit more. Um, and I think that you should potentially incorporate it into your workflow um, for that really clear vocal. Um, that wraps it up for today's episode. Again, I just want to say uh, that vocals are really important. You should take the time to make them really clear. Uh, feel free If you're worried about how your vocals sound, feel free to email me an MP3 of your mix um, at D-E-E-K-E-I-D-K-Mixes at gmail.com. That, once again, that's D-K-Mixes at gmail.com. Um, look at the podcast title to see how my name is spelled. Um, yeah, it's because it's not just D-K the letters. Thank you again if you've left a five-star rating or review. That helps my podcast incredibly so, so, so much so I can gain and grow my natural listenership. I'm here to help you guys. Feel free to DM me on Instagram if you have any questions or if you want me to talk about a specific topic. Um, my, my Instagram is DKMixes. Uh, same, same spelling as my email. Keep hustling. Keep working hard. Do, be the best that you can be um, and stay saucy, my friends. One, two, three. This episode of Mixing Music with DK has been brought to you by LaunchPod Media. If you want to start a podcast, make sure to start it right with LaunchPod Media. Are you trying to find the perfect distribution platform to get your music on Spotify and Apple? I personally use and love DistroKid. Go to mixingmusicpodcast.com backslash DistroKid to get a small discount and get access to a platform with unlimited uploads for a yearly fee. Happy uploading and enjoy the show. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.